So, who was it that talked Corey Glover into doing a metal band? Who was like, yo, bro, it's time for a metal band. Like, who, who was the guy to pull the trigger on that? Well, it would have to be me, George. So, really basically happened here in California. We were snowed in, you know, uh, all the flights were canceled for, for the East Coast. So, I showed him some material and uh, he really liked it. I talked him into doing one song and then I tricked him into doing a record. <laughs> it was that quick, huh? Uh, it, well, you know, I mean, obviously the, the process was a little bit longer, but um, it was basically, you know, we were trading material. He was showing me some of the new Living Color stuff, and I was showing some material that I was working on, and uh, he really digged it. So, you know, I talked him into doing one song, and then he came down, and he really liked it. So, you know, it just I was just as surprised as anybody that he wanted to do a whole record. So we have you to thank for this, because I've always dreamed of him doing a metal record, so this is really cool. He always says, blame George. Yeah, you know, so he blames George me. Fault. It's always my fault. So <laughs> I'm curious, though, because there's two Corys in the band. Who gets to keep Corey, and who gets moved to the last name? Because you can't yell Corey during band practice like honestly it just it's just rotating it's just rotating around sometimes it'll be Pierce sometimes it's Corey Corey and Corey and he announced that the other day he's Corey and I'm Corey okay so that's but he's that's also you know he's a, he's a kind of works he's a crazy person too so you know he says something like that. Corey what crazy I love people it. do <laughs> was the band name like the first thing or like the last thing you guys thought of I'm pretty sure it was the last thing everything else was like already done and then we argued about a band name like people do <laughs> for some days. I don't even remember how long it was. It was a who, bunch of days. Who blurted it out? Do you remember? It was like in between. It was us two kind of evolving names. Just basically, you know, went back and forth, right? You know, Corey had some ideas. I had some ideas. And, you know, we just kind of actually melded them both together. And that's how we came up with the name. We wanted something to do with truth. Right. So, you know, verity meaning truth. Veritas. We were throwing that around. You know, the Spanish meaning of truth. We also Word wanted a, we wanted a name. Oh, you're doing that now? We wanted a name to where, like, if you heard the name, you couldn't say, oh, it's this type of music or that type of music. Or, right. You know, it's kind of like a more universal That's a good thing. point, too. Do we have an album release date yet? No one's talking about that. <laughs> yeah, we, we do not have an album release date yet. We're just told winter, so. Okay. And, and we got some friends on the album. Phil Demo laying down a nice solo. Yeah. I was curious. I saw Morgan. Is he drumming or singing? No, he's drumming. Okay. Yeah. So you, you, you took a song off and let Morgan jump in? That already happened uh, before I was there. Ah. So that already had happened. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to let anybody shoulder workload for me. I'm, I'm good with that. <laughs> That's less I got to do. And I guess we got to say uh, best wishes and speedy recovery for Morgan. He had surgery or something recently. I don't know what exactly. I yeah. think he's I think he's already doing better. I think he's already feeling better and he's doing good. So Okay, good. It yeah. looks like he came back and did a couple more shows, but now they're going to take off and do a record, you know, so he's got plenty of time to recover. Okay, good, good. We wish him well. Yeah, of course. Get well, then, brother. Uh, last guy on the record, too, Jeff Loomis, laying down some, some yeah, shred as well. No doubt. The uh, mechanical arm of Jeff Loomis, <laughs> you know, I think he's got, you know, mechanics in there. He's by or something like that. It's like the Terminator, yeah, bro. Yeah, he's unbelievable, that guy, right? And he shreds on this record, so. He's like the most humble dude in the universe, though. Like, the nicest, you know, it's just like, hey, man, can you do something? Can you do this? And he's like, you know, I'll do my best. I'm like, all right, you know. Yeah. And then he nails it in, like, one take, right? He's just really, he's just one of those people that's just a good all-around person, you know? Yeah. So. And that's who you want to work with in this day and age. When you when it's your record and you get to choose, you want to work with people who are easy to work with. Friends especially, you know. It's always nice to be able to work with people that you're already friendly with and then have the opportunity to do it. So. And then is there going to be a lot of touring? Do you guys think any any idea of maybe some warm-up shows before the album comes out anything? We just had a couple warm-up shows. You know, we did a little East Coast run. We only did three shows or 
whatever we did New York City uh, we did uh, Massachusetts Massachusetts New Bedford we did some Jersey <laughs> you know so uh, you know a little hometown show in Jersey so we did some stuff with Corey uh, Glover is out uh, with uh, the Bowie thing right and then he's got a couple maybe color dates and then so we're looking to start doing some more shows at the end of May okay end so, of May so that'd yeah. be a good time frame you know it's funny I've been joking that this year on the radio with it being 2020 and calling it the year of reunions man because everyone's getting back together this year so I thought just have some fun a little round robin out of the four bands that I see coming back kind of in the space of rock and kind of get from you individually who's, who's kind of piquing your, your interest out of the four right we got the Black Crows Motley Crue coming back Rage Against the Machine doing some shows and probably not a big one for you, my chemical romance but who out of those bands would you maybe go see if you're home definitely rage against the machine i also love the black crows too so i can't say that you know i hate either one of those you know what i mean so if you had a ticket to go to one of those shows uh, who are you going to i think i gotta go to rage yeah you know i gotta go to rage for me it would be rage too you know definitely and i also dig the black crows a lot too though so that reunion tour is it should be really it's only cool. two of it's only the brothers at least yeah. rage it's the four dude right it's, yeah. the only, it's the only true reunion the rest yeah. of it is what it is. Right. You know, and speaking of reunion, it's like in order to get to that reunion, you got to break up or do the farewell tour, which I, I'm kind of that guy that's a little bit mad at Molly Crew still, man. Like, I bought my ticket to the farewell tour. They made such a big deal out of it. Now I'm back. And now I'm scratching my head and want to ask you guys as musicians, as us rock fans, are we to believe any band when they say they're doing a farewell tour anymore? I mean, I think, I think when you get used to doing something for that amount of time, it's it's hard to just stop. You know, some people can do it. Some people can just get bored. I mean, they got enough money. You know, they're sitting around bored done, you know, everything that you could possibly do, so they go back to what, you know, they know. Yeah, is that really a reunion, though? I mean, and the, is that really a reunion? They, how many know, times did Kiss do it? Kiss did it, like, two years? three thousand yeah. times. Kiss, I never believed Ozzy fine, but Motley made such a big deal of it. They had a contract, yeah. of course, and everything. It's like, and now what do I do? I was at the final Slayer show at the end of November. Right. Are they going to come back in a couple I, years? I think they, to believe they're them? probably done, right? I think they're probably done. They'll just do other stuff. Like, Harry will probably do other stuff. I can see that. Gary, so obviously already doing acts of this. Paul Bosa right. can do whatever he wants. So we'll stick with you for a second, Corey, because obviously we got to talk about it. No, we Unfortunately, don't. <laughs> not, not, not that, but sadly, learning the news last week, the tragic passing of Neil Peart and being a drummer, your thoughts? Well, I mean, the guy had been sick for a while, and I wasn't ever particularly a Neil Peart fan. I could get into the story about that. Like, I respected his playing. I respected his proficiency. But I, I was always a Billy Cobham fan, which I felt like Neil Peart was a guy that pulled the Elvis in the drum world. You know, like, he basically stole from this dude and took it to the masses because Billy Cobham was always, like, the underlying guy, like, Man of Vishnu Orchestra, Extreme. Like, and uh, I, I feel like, really, Billy Cobham should have had the notoriety that Neil Peart had, but that's just not how it worked out. And that has nothing to do bad against him. I'm not, like, bitter about it, obviously. It's not... It's not me, but it is sad. Um, I guess I just didn't feel it the same way because I was never like that big of a he, fan. He wasn't the guy that really grabbed me, and he grabbed a lot of people. Like I always liked it, but like you know, Billy Cobham, Dennis Chambers, Claude Stubblefield, those are the dudes that grabbed me. And I, damn, these guys are amazing. I, I don't know how I'm ever gonna play anything like this, you know. And I, I kind of listened to Rush. 
I get it, you know, I'm like, I understand, he's good. And I just kind of left it at that, you know. I just, I just... Okay, one other, one other drumming question for you as a philosophical question. As a drummer, are you making time or keeping time? I'm not doing either. I'm just kind of, whatever comes out, comes out. I don't overthink it. <laughs> you just sit down and play and whatever happens, happens? Pretty much. I just, you know, I, I think that if you start, you can analyze things once you get things written and, and, and make a more shape things. You know, like you'll have whatever patterns and then you'll get into the moment with songs and say, oh, well, this got to lay back more. This has to be more staccato or whatever thoughts are going through your head. But I think that when I'm trying to write stuff or listening to riffs, I just want to listen to the riff and then my body's going to do what it's going to do. Okay. You know. One other, one last question for you guys to have some fun talking music as fans and stuff. We all know as being metal fans, like the big four, thrash metal, right? It was Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer, Anthrax. And so me as a nerdy radio guy trying to think of kind of, if that encapsulates the late 80s thrash metal, what would be the next kind of big movement in rock music? If we go into the early 90s and I add one to it, I call it the Flannel Five. <laughs> Stepping out of your wheelhouse a little bit, but I'm sure you have an opinion. Curious who your favorite would be. Not that this is a tour or anything that could happen, but I just want to know your number one out of Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Stone Temple Pilots, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains. Yeah, for me personally, I think if I had a choice, it'd definitely be Alice in Chains. That's, okay. that's Why? me. Why? Uh, just what they did moved me, you know, it's very emotional. Um, you know, the, the chemistry <laughs> there, you know, it was like. Your estrogen you know, showing, George. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, to me, that's. I mean, the they're band. my number one pick, yeah. and it's because of Jerry's guitar playing and then those, like, haunting vocal melodies right. that the two of them would do, like. Lane and Jerry, yeah. those voices together. Great yeah. harmonized. Oh. Yeah. To me, that was, that, they were a game changer, you know. Yeah. I, you know, listening to them, I, I played the hell out of those records, you know what I mean, or CDs, you know, at the time. What's the first Alice song that comes to mind when you think of that band? I mean, you know, Sunshine. Man in the Box is probably the, you know, that was the staple right there, you know what I mean? How about I, for you? I, I dig Dirt. You know the whole I mean? record, That dirt. whole album was, like, my favorite back so then, So Alice you know? would be your number Alice one, Alice would be my two. Soundgarden would be second, of course. Yeah. I mean, Chris Cornell's voice, man. You know, it's just ridiculous. All right. You know, another guy that just moves you, you know? Corey? Uh, definitely Soundgarden. Yeah? That's my, my first thing. I just love that band. And, like, Up on the Downside, was, that record's so amazing. I don't think anybody else could have made that record. There's no other mixture of energy and talent they we'd, we'd ask Puma, but he wasn't alive then. <laughs> he was like, well, he was like, were you like three? <laughs> three, four? Yes. I don't know enough about any of these bands to form an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> you never listened to the radio and heard him a thousand times each. He's only, what are you, 24? 26. Oh, oh, that's a big difference. Um, he was around for, he was born during their last tours, you know. Yeah. Well, here, then we'll have some fun. We'll, we'll evolve that even more, right? We'll play the game. We'll go from early 90s into late 90s, add one to it, and I'll call this one the New Metal Six Pack. Oh, God. New Metal Six Pack. So we already kind of touched on one of them, and, and it'll probably be your answer. Rage, Horn, Linkin Park, Slipknot, Disturbed, System of a Down. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I like System of a Down. How is Slipknot a New Metal band? Uh, Corey, you're rapping all over have, have you first heard album. Iowa? Have you heard that record? It's a death metal record. For sure, but what about the first album? It has two songs on it that are like rabbits. It's like two singles. The rest of it is heavy. I mean, I, I, I hear a lot of people have said that over the years, and that's just some, not something I believe. They don't really like 
There's no comparison. You can't put the corn bits in a slipknot and say they're even in the same wheelhouse. You don't think their fans are the same, same time here? Hell same no. Era? Hell no. They've done many tours together. They They've done many together. tours together, but that doesn't make them the same bands. We tour with Gore. You know, not the same band. There's some fans that don't make <laughs> well, we'll it the same We'll get to you. Band. You're coming up next. Don't worry, man. Let's hear everyone else around the horn. So who would be your pick then? So they don't qualify for you, but still out of the six, who would you pick? Well, then Slipknot, of course, but I don't consider them a new band. But if we're going to consider that, and that's the, the thing, then Slipknot. Okay. No no hesitation there. How about for you? Like I said, System of a Down. I really like uh, Toxicity, that one. That one got me. That whole album. And I saw them, I saw them live. It was really awesome. Back in the day when that album came out? Or no, recently? no. Uh, a couple years ago. Three, four years ago, maybe. Yeah, like they play these big shows every once in a while. They bring it. They bring it live. Yeah, those guys. I've seen them in a hundred degree weather, all wearing like <laughs> winter jackets, and yeah, they bring it. Yeah, they played out out, out near our radio station, uh, October of eighteen. Did fifty thousand people out at Glen Helen? Where you oh wow! Ozfest used to be back in the day. Wow. So who's your pick? I mean, for me, it's probably got to be Slipknot. All great bands individually, though. Um, tough choice. But, uh, you know, I lo- I've always loved Slipknot. Yeah, yeah I, I've always been a fan of Slipknot from day one. I mean, they did just a band that I was like, wow, you know, it just moved me. Yeah, how can that how can that not affect you so, seeing yeah. those guys in the, in the yeah. mass and, and that music coming at you? Totally sold on the next one, but we can get into your territory if we keep going. Okay, here we go. I don't know, I would come up with a name with it, but if we go, you know, if that's late 90s, if we go early 2000s, it's got to be Metalcore. And if I add one to it, that would be seven. I haven't come up with the name yet. I'm, still, I'm not sold on the name yet, but if we go seven, right? Pete, God Forbid, Shadows, Kill Switch, Lamb of God, Unearth, Venge, Atreyu? I mean, really, they, they came a lot later, but. Avenge, kind of, maybe in the first record, you know, I would say that. Um, Atreyu, no, that was more of that orange kind of thing, like the 18 Visions and all those, like, it's basically like they were bringing glam rock back, you know, with the eyeliner and the makeup and girl jeans and stuff like that. So who am I missing in there? <laughs> um, I would say probably Trivium. Trivium? Which actually took them both on their first tours, Avenge, Sevenfold, and Trivium. I don't so think sub Trivium for Atreyu. Oh, absolutely. But first of all, much better band. I, I love Atreyu, guys. You know, but I'm just, just speaking the truth. <laughs> just a better band. <laughs> and can we talk Hopefully a little, oh God forbid, back in the day, like playing that Ozfest? Was that kind of, when you look back on that career and that band in that time period, was that kind of the, the hype for you? It wasn't the highest hype, but it was definitely. I mean, every day was just like the most unimaginable day that you could have. Like, our off day shows was us, Slayer, and Slipknot, you know, the other day. That was our off days. <laughs> so, you know, like, it's surreal. And then I actually saw Slayer, you know, it was when Lombardo first came back. So I literally hung out with this dude every day. So all of my, like, 13 year old dreams came true. You know, like, this is the payoff. <laughs> this is what I've been waiting for my whole life. <laughs> it's all happening. You know, there was all kinds of debauchery happening and foolishness on tour buses and there was always like a line out of our tour bus every day and it was like a lot of chicks I was like wow look at all these girls doing wild condition it's amazing it's amazing and then you know just off dates that not and slayer like I was 
Thanks for checking out the entire podcast. Now just hit the subscribe button. That way you get it sent to you directly. And follow me on social media at MikeZ967. Don't miss the radio show, bro. Wired in the Empire happens every Saturday night at midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks online at KCALFM.com. Adios.